Okay, as we move our way t- through Sefer Bracious, it's hard to believe we're already at Parshas Vayera. Um, Parshas Vayera, we find ourselves in the beginning, already a, a week into Chodesh that's called Mar Cheshvan. The month is called Cheshvan. And uh, the custom is to call it Mar Cheshvan. And when they call it out in the shul, the bitter month of Cheshvan. Why is it called the bitter month of Cheshvan? It's very interesting. You know, most, most say because it's the, the only month of the year that has no holidays. That's, that's what we grow up with uh, understanding. Hasidim, don't call it Mar Cheshvan. They turn around the word Mar and they call it Ram Cheshvan, the exalted month of Cheshvan. And the idea behind that is that <coughs> the month of Cheshvan, which follows the month of the holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shmini Yatzeres, Simchas Torah, been, been a packed full hol- month of holidays, And, but as we go through the holidays, and it intensifies, but then we find something very interesting as we come, we narrow down from the Yom Tev of Sukkot down to Hoshana Rabbah, to Shmini Atzeres, we put down the Lulav we go out of the Sukkah, Shmini Atzeres, Simchas Torah, we're sitting inside without all of that, with all the external mitzvahs, if you want to call them external mitzvahs, and where are we? We are sitting, as, as Chazal tell us, ani va'ata, you and I, HaKadosh you and I, let's just enjoy ourselves, enjoy each other's company. And this is, this is the feeling that we exit the, the, this great month, this, what we said today in the, in the Yom, it's Tiku Bachoide Shofar. It's the whole month of Shofar. Tishrei, full of Yom Tovim, exalted month. And now we come to Mar Cheshvan. Not that it's bitter because there are no holidays. We have learned through the process of the holidays that the enjoyment with, from the holidays is to enjoy being with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We, And therefore we come to a point, just like at the end of the Yom Tov, where we don't need the external mitzvahs to give us our high, to give us our fix, to give us our our caffeine. We are high just because the Rabbani Shalom wants to be with us. And then we come into the month of Cheshwin that it doesn't have any Yamim Toivim. But we know we're left with Shabbos. We're left with with uh, just everyday opportunities to be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through our davening, through our learning, <clears throat> through so our engagement in the in the just the regular regular days and that's the the exaltedness not the mar but the rum rum the exaltedness of the month of Cheshbon that we're saying we don't need the the hype we don't need not the the it's, it's wonderful we do it religiously and conscientiously and this is where we enter safer bracious Right, the first Rashi we know asked the question, why, why spend so much time talking about the stories? The Torah should have started 
as Rashi brings from his father, it should have started in the middle of Sefer Shmos and Parshas Bo, the first mitzvah given to Klal Yisrael. It's not even the first mitzvah we had, we just had last week, the mitzvah of Brismila. But the first mitzvah given to Klal Yisrael should have begun at from, from it begins in, in Parshas Bo, so why bring answers Rashi, Koyach Mais of Higid Laamoy, the strength and the depth of our people, Higid Laamoy, that there's a certain underpinning and, and, uh, and sort of, sort of, there to know the, the, the feelings and the emotions that the Torah is supposed to give us that we gain and can only gain from reliving and, and retelling the stories of the Avais. And Avram Avinu has, perhaps, other than Yaakov for other reasons, has the most written about him. But it's very selective. We come into this week's parsha. Avram Avinu, he was, he was already 100 years old. And now all of a sudden we're, we're entertained and we're given that he was a Baal Chesed. What, for the first hundred years he didn't do any Chesed? Why aren't we told about the Chesed that he did? I'm sure. We're told that that begins the 2,000 years of Torah. We mentioned last year the, the Gemara Navayda Zara. So why, not, why didn't we talk about his first hundred years of doing Chesed? Why all of a sudden this week's parsha? He runs, the guests are coming. So there must be something deeper, something more meaningful. And that's certainly, certainly the case. And I think it fits into this, this whole theme because we're reading Torah. We're not reading stories. It is part of Torah. Bracious. And the story of creation, the story of the formation of the Jewish people, the evolution of the Avram Avinu is, is part of Torah. But what is it meant to teach us? Behind the, the guise of the story of the beautiful, what he, what he did and what he didn't do, and his, what are we supposed to learn? And that's what we want to talk about today, a little bit of a deeper um, idea. Because as Jewish people, we are meant to understand that there's a relationship, there's a connection between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is supposed to be very, very important to us. And we have to understand how that develops in each and every Jew, even though we're collectively commanded all the same. We all put on tefillin. It seems to be you know, something that, uh, that everybody does. But what is it unique about my Avoida, your Avoida, and your Avoida that, that makes it so unique as if we're sitting and having coffee with HaKadosh Baruch And this, I think, is what the Parsha, I tried to give a long Haggadah to, to give you time to come. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Quick question for the Rav. Could it be that it didn't say by with respect to Abraham that he was a uh, Balchus until he was a hundred? Only because two ideas potentially. One, yes, he did Chesed, but he had to develop in his Chesed 
and only was a Baal Chesed until he was okay. 100. Okay. And second of all, Abraham being Abraham, what may have seemed to any other person to be incredible feats of Chesed at the age of 20 and 30 and 40, for Abraham was not his flowering of being a Baal Chesed until he was 100 relative to his own abilities and skills. Okay, Maybe okay. ideas. So let's, yeah, ideas, that's, that's very good. But there's one change that happened to Avram Avinu, which in itself is a question. He just had, in the end of last week's Parsha, the bris mila. Right? Why did Akash wait till he was 100 years old? Tell him, you know, Lech Lecha, he was 75, is also no youngster. Right? He discovered Akash Bohu, the Ramam says, at age 3, right, where he started discovery process, 40 you know, that's when he really came out of the closet, as we, as we say. Why not then? These are, these are all very good questions, but the fact that this week's parsha opens up with the Pasuk, Vayera Elov Hashem. Hashem revealed himself to Avram Avinu at age 100. After the bris milah, there's something about the exist, existence and the that Avram Avinu didn't start living as a child who gets the bris milah at age eight days. He didn't start living till he was, he had, his name was Avraham and he had a bris milah. And since it's, dis, it's talking to us as his descendants, who also, when a boy is born at age eight days old, we have, like we spoke last week, so we're, we're now for us, this, we're reading about who is this Avram Avinu and what is he teaching us and what do we have to learn from him as our, our father, as Avram Avinu. And now as he said last week, after the bris, he's got Kedusha. That's right. That's so a special, a new it's, it's, a new, it's a new beginning. New beginning. And, and, so, interesting to point out, and I heard this question, someone asked this question, I didn't see it inside, but it's interesting, in the first five psukim, it says, Vayera Elov Hashem. Who's the Elov? We all know it's Avram Avinu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashem appeared to him. It doesn't say who the him is. Vayar, and he lifted up his eyes and he saw. Who's who? doesn't say. Vayar, he saw, Vayorat Zikrosim, he ran. Who? Who saw? Who ran? Vayoymar, and he said, who? It doesn't say who. This fourth Pasek, Yukach no mad mayim, take a little bit of water. Who's saying that? Ve'ekcho pasachem, I'll take, and who's saying it? And take, please take the bread. In the sixth pasuk, it finally says, "Vayimaher Avraham Ha'oyelo." Finally, it tells us who oh, who are we talking about? Avraham. Now we assume we do. no one here read it that it was anybody else, and no one ever teaches that it was anybody else. But it's interesting. In the first five psukim, it doesn't say a name. Doesn't say who we're we talking about. A mystery there. It's just interesting. And then all of a sudden, in the sixth puzzle, it says, Vayimaher Avraham. Well, if we knew it in the first five psalkim, then why do you have to write it here? 
and in the previous psukim of the previous parsha, they always said Avraham, Avraham, yes. and they're doing right. it subsequent here. Right. So why those? So, right. It's 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the Medrash says the Medrash Tanhuma says here that that Akharish Baruch Hu sent these three wanderers to Avram Avinu's house, they were Malachim. He first sent them as Malachim, go visit my dear Avram. He just had an operation, go be Mavakar Chayla. And that would have been very nice, three Malachim come to Avram Avinu, and they, uh, and they visit him, and they ask him how he is, and they had, of course, things to do, and things to tell him, and good news to tell, to share with him. It's, it's very nice. Says the Medrash that it's true, Avraham Avinu sent, that Koshbrok sent these three Malachim, but then Koshbrok himself came. Vayero, a love Hashem. And Hashem came to Bimavakar Chayla. And he came before them. He sent them because it says, Vayero, a love Hashem, Beilonim, Behu Yoyeshev, Vayisenova, then he sees, Hine Shloishan Noshim. So there seemed to be a process here. That first, Hakadosh Baruch sent Malachim as Malachim to represent Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to visit Avram Avinu, to heal him. Those Malach Rafael was one of them, and that would have been very nice. Who doesn't wouldn't want Malach Rafael when you when you just had an operation? It'd be very nice. But then Hakadosh Baruch Hu does two things: a he comes himself to visit him before them, and changes their guise. That now they look, he looks at and says, there are three people. And he knows, he says, He's sitting in the heat of the day. Says Rashi, and we, 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 we know it, that there was no one traveling. Avram Vina was sitting outside. Usually sitting outside, it's the heat of the day. He's, he's just had three days after surgery. He should be in bed. And normally he would be in bed and people would be knocking on the door, you know, uh, hello, Avram, I need a meal, I want to get directions, uh, you know, how are you, can I borrow something, this, I need, you know, get out of the rain. And all, no one's coming. So he's frustrated. He goes outside. Sick man, he's going outside to sit. He doesn't want to miss anybody. Maybe they don't want to bother me. They all know I did the brisk meal, they don't want to bother me. So he's going outside at that point, something changes. Something happens to Avram Avinu that, that creates this change in these two things that Ea Borch himself comes to Bimvakar Chayla and that Akash changes those Malachim that were sent and dispatched to his house and changes that now they have the guise of people. From here, Chazal tell us, the Gemara tells us, in Shabbos, to, a snapshot at that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sitting there with you. It's not bad, right? HaKadosh Baruch the Shechina himself, whatever that means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Avram Avinu and visiting him, sitting down with him, like a, like a guest comes in, you know, you, you get a visit from a great rabbi, you know, he wants a check, you know, but Akash Baruch who's coming to you, sitting down with you, asking how you are. I mean, 
it's, it's you know, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And a Baruch Hu sees, Vayisai Navayar, all of a sudden, Akash Baruch sent those three people. He sent them as Malachim, now we changed their guys into human beings, looking like human beings, looking like just travelers. He sees them. Rashi points out why it's Vayar twice. Vayar it's across him. He runs towards them. You have God there. Says the Gemara, we see from there. He told God, you know, hold on a second. I got to take care of my guests. From here, the Chazal tell us, like in an offhanded way, go to Lachnosis Orchem, Yoisim Kabbalah's Penashchina. We apply this. I have to go Dav Mincha. I was once with Rav Rudiman and a Rav walked in and I was there in the house and uh, it was time to go to Mincha. And, and Rav Rudiman says, No, Potter from Mincha. Go to Lachnos, Zorch, and Yoitzi, and Kabbal's Pnei Shechina. Yeah. I was there. So and so the Rav says, Well, I also have to Dav Mincha. Oh, you also have to Dav Mincha? Okay, so then we'll go together and Dav Mincha. I say, yeah. But that's how we apply it. But not when the real thing is happening. A real kabbalas for the I'm talking about really God is sitting there. Would you say I got to go take care of these? Uh, they look like they look up Arabs, you know, like Muslims, right? I mean, he had he had not dressed for the occasion. He had right. He had <laughs> slaves. He had mm-hmm. children. He had, but it, it's it's so interesting. And the pasuk says vayoymar. The third pasuk. Adonai. You find favor. He's begging them, don't leave. They didn't want to, they were standing like contemplating, should we go in, should we not go in, these three people. This is a big controversy Rashi brings, whether this Adonai is the name of Hashem or he's referring to them, to the Malachim. Now there's indications on both sides because if he's referring to Akash Baruch Hu, what is he telling Akash Baruch Hu that he, that Akash Baruch Hu doesn't know, right? From here, and 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 if he's referring to them, why doesn't he refer to them in the plural, yeah, exactly. the three people yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Pretty I'll know Avdecha. So we paskin when when a cipher. When I was writing my sefer Torah, you take feather to to, to parchment. You have to have in mind what what is it? Is it God's name or is it not God's name? Yes, you can't, you can't, you can't be uh, wishy-washy. You have to know, is it Shem Hashem? You have to be mekadosh to Shem Hashem. Adonai, sometimes in the Torah, is used as master. It's not always a Shem Kodesh. Yud Kei is always Shem Kodesh. Elohim is not always Shem Kodesh. Sometimes it refers to Bezdin, right? But you got to know, and there's a Messiah. You got there's a special book that Sayyid from use to look. Oh, is this Elohim? Is this God's name or is it not God's name? Wow. You say, oh no, it's Chayil. So you don't. If you Makadish one that shouldn't be, or you're not Makadish one that should be, you got problems. Is it possible? It's possible until you fix it. How do you fix it if you Makadish it with? It's big problems. Here we paskin. Halacha lemaiz. Rashi brings both days. Rashi brings both both opinions. The Targum Unklus, if you look, Pasig Gimel, says, Va'amar Hashem. He paskins that we paskin, it is Kaidish. And therefore, in the book that Sayyidim use, 
Chaydish. You don't do both. Sometimes you, sometimes it's a suffix. And, you, and you're Makadish and Al-Tanai, but not here. Why not here? Why? It's a it's a machlekes. But the halacha is like the Targum Unglus, that it means the Shem Hashem. What is, what is it telling us? I'm getting back to the same idea of that Akash Borhu and Avram Avinu are sitting. It's me and you. It's me and you. You hear the, the theme that we had from Mar Cheshvan, from the Amtoivim, Shmini Atzeres, coming down to Sefer Bracious. It's me and you. And me and you reading the Torah, it's, it's also our relationship with Torah is our relationship with God. This is all we have. But that's how we paskin. That's how we paskin. The, the, the question, of course, is if it's referring to the malachim, so then why is it Lashon Yachid? So I found in a sefer called Divri Yirmiyo. It's from Yirmiyo Flansburg, who was a rav in in the, somewhere in Yur, in Lita, Lithuania, called a city called Shaki. They only have his sefer. He wrote a beautiful sefer. Only have it on Bracious and Shmois. Uh, the other volumes were lost. He, was, he seemed to be a big guyan. Uh, BMG printed his svarim, and, and therefore we have it. He asks this kasha: Why is it loshin yachid? So he wants to say a chiddush that Avadi was he was he was referring to all three, and Rashi also says that hagodol shibekulam. You know, if they're all walking and the the middle one is flanked by his two assistants, so you don't refer to the assistants; you refer to because whatever the main person does, mm-hmm. the other ones are going to follow. That's Pashup Shat, Rashi brings it. He wants to say there's a there's a Rambam that says in Pirkeyovas, it's a good Rambam to know in the Pirish in the in the Pirish on Pirkeyovas, that the Mishnah says, Vahakol Lafi Ha We do a mitzvah, it all gets determined by the majority of your actions. And the Rambam interprets this to mean that if you have a thousand dollars to give for tzedakah, and you have an opportunity to give a thousand dollars to the kail, which is a wonderful thing to do, or you can give a thousand people a dollar. So, of course, at times we have to. We have a question: What should we do? For you, the person who wants to become enveloped in the midah of tzedaka, it's more productive to you to give a thousand times a dollar. Because every time you give a dollar, you're deciding, should I or shouldn't I? Should I use it for, m- for myself or should I give it? And I, no, I'm giving it another dollar to the stucker. Another guy comes, a hundred times repetition of a, of a certain mice embeds and makes that the part of you and you grow from that. So, and that's what the Mishnah is referring to, hakolafi roiv ha that if you want to really incorporate and become someone greater, repetition of that action will break your Yetzirah not to do it. And this is the, the advice of all the Bali Musr. You, you, you don't like to do something, do it. Do it again and again and again and again until it becomes your nature. And that's what the Ramam says, And Rav Ramavina was exercising this year by asking each one, please come to my house, please come to my house, please come to my house, mm-hmm. exercising 
but so now we're getting a, a little idea of what this Maisa Chesed that Akash Baruch Hu gave him with tremendous Chidush. He was trying to acquire something. Of course, he was a Baal Chesed all those 90, 100 years. But now he had the opportunity in front of him to take it to a new level. He just had the bris mila. He now had that kedusha that we talked about that embedded him with a new neshama, a new way of looking at everything. HaKash Baruch was sitting with him. And now he has the opportunity to take his chesed, to take his, his application of his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to a new level. So he wants to maximize that. And that, he, he, the Rabbi Yosef, Flansberg says, is called that, that he wasn't just doing hachnosas orchim, but he was doing the mitzvah of bakoshas orchim, asking for guests, pleading for guests, and this, he says, this is what we say in the davening every single day. We say, Yismach Lev Mevakshe Hashem. People who pursue. There are many people who do. They have to do it, okay. If I got to do it, I got to do it. You got to do what you got to do, right? But I'm looking for the opportunity. And this answers a, a tremendous kasha. Avram Avinu is sitting, he had just had bris milah. Kashbrohu takes the sun out of its sheave. No one can travel. It's a heat wave. You know, sometimes you have a heat wave, it's just stay home. Then the radio, they're telling you stay home. You know, on, the, on election day, you know, we got a, a alert. Everybody, torrential rains, it's raining a little bit in LA, right? Stay home, stay under your blankets. I mean, it's like, almost like COVID. They wanted to, to keep us keep us from going out. What What is going on? So we know there was, you know, there was whatever political reasons on their side. But Why? If the sun was out and there were no visitors, why was he stressing about it? There are no guesses, no guests. So learn Torah more. Keep your Phil and Rabbeinu Taman longer. Well, you don't have the mitzvah of Chanosah's Archim, so you don't have it. What's the stress? Why was his mitzvah? Rashi says he was Vigyoshev Hakashbroch. He says, When saw Why? But why was Avraminu stressing? He had six hundred and twelve other mitzvahs to do. What was the stress? What was mitzayer? What was he stressing about? And when a person has a girl, should he, you know, sit on the floor and and and? Tear Korea that he didn't have a boy, he can't do a bris mila, or he can't do pidyon aben? What, where do we see that mitzvah can't do this? If you can't do it, you can't do it. You don't have this mitzvah. A person can't have children. What, what, what is... It's, it's difficult. We do everything in our possibility, but this is not... Obviously, it's not... The end result is, it's not my avoida. I'll help other people. You know, they say, the, the, it says, So Marshall learns, how about people who don't have children? What, what, how are they going to answer that question? He says, you can make Shaduchim. That's Isaac and Pir of Rivia. You're helping people have children. 
There, so there's, there's ways to do it. So what was he mitzayer that he couldn't have guess? It's a good kasha, right? So this kasha is asked, similar to the Divri Yirmiyo, why, you know, why did it, why does it say Lashon Yochid, this Bakoshas Orchem. So I found this, this kasha in the, in the Sefer of the, of Reb David Zucker, Rosh Koyal in Chicago, lovely Sefer, um, called Ateras Dudoim, and he asks his kasha. And he says that because in, in the same way that he terms it bakoshas orchim, what does that mean? Asking for guess. What does that mean? I'm asking for guess. Sachnosas orchim. What is the mitzvah bakoshas orchim? So I think he terms it that there's two mitzvahs in chesed. There's one mitzvah v'haftal reyacha kamoicha. You have a friend in front of you. You want to help him. You want to love him. You want to do what you what you would like for yourself. That's wonderful, beautiful madrega. Then there's another madrega of doing the same thing that comes from the holachta bedrachav. I want to emulate Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu mahu rachum rachum. Just like Hakadosh Baruch Hu is it, it provides for the entire world, I also want. I want to be a provider. I want to be be a conduit for goodness. It's the same, I think it's the same thing as Bakoshas Orchem and what he was mitzayer on that, that Aram Avinu was, saw in this episode here, at this point in his life, he saw that I'm now able to emulate a Baruch like in a way that I never knew was possible. God, there's a God. I gotta serve him. I gotta find out what he wants. I'll be Mekhaim Kola Terakula Achloi Nitim, Avram Avinu did. But Vallachta Bidrachov, I can I can go in his ways, I can emulate him, I could like walk in his shadow, in his being. Godul Hakna Mikabolas Pneshina. I didn't know that that existed. That's what he was mitzayer. Akash Baruch saw that he that he wanted, that he acknowledged that opportunity. So he gave him that opportunity, something that didn't exist. And this is what the Alt of Slabotka in in, in uh, Art Safan, Pchelik Aleph, page Kuf Tes, something page Kuf Zion. Uh, fantastic to see. He says the Gemara Bab Metziah, Pevav, talks about this whole story about that uh, that Avram Avinu was sitting at home. He says, "What's going on? No guess." Eliezer. Where are the guests? He says, I'm sorry, master, the boss, they're, they're, there's no one coming around. Ah, trust a guy with a, with a mitzvah. I'm going out myself to see. He, he, Eliezer was his Talmud, his trusted person. He's going to soon trust him with getting a shidduch for his son. But naturally, after the bris milah, he just felt this, 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 Attraction and this opportunity to be v'halachta bedrochav, far beyond achnosas orchim, far beyond v'haftal recha kamoicha that he's been doing for a hundred years. V'halachta bedrochav, he was he was unsatiable. He ran outside himself. Hakadosh Baruch said, "Oh, I'm going to create yesh me'ayin like brachas bar elokim. 
I'm going to create these malachim, they should come down in the guise of, of Arabs. So Avram Avinu can actualize his volachta bedrach of his desire, his passion, his, 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 and that is what is going to be another gene in his DNA he's going to be giving over to Klal Yisrael. Here, Davram Avinu is going to be creating the pathways, the, 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 the genes, the actual DNA that will pass over the, of being able to do of the desire to feel that I can be v'holachta b'drochem. I can not just serve Hashem, but I, I, I want to be one with Him. Where is the, the altar is saying this question and answer? Yeah, the altar is asking on this Gemara in 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 a, in, a, in a, in a and he says that Akash Bochu responded by creating this opportunity. Just like Gosh created the whole world, there was no human being. He created plants and flowers and animals and trees and everything. For who? Because he's a, the is a is the epitome of chesed. And Avram Vidu saw, oh, wow, I can become that and emulate HaKosh Baruch Hu, and that's what he wanted. That's v'holachta bedrochav. This, this is, this is what the Alder Slabotka said, I think it fits in what the, the Rav David Zucker says, and he points out also, Rav David Zucker, that the Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovis, and whoever doesn't have these mitalmino shall bilam. What are the what are the midas of Avram Avinu? What do you think? Chesed? No. What is it? Ayin toiva, ruach nemucha, nefesh feila. Where's the chesed? Where's the chesed? So he point. He says he brings from Rabbi Matisio Solomon, who brings from Rabbi Ruchim, uh, the Mir Mashgiach in the Sefer. Uh, Matisio brings in the Matnas Chayim, My Morim Chelik Beis. It's a fantastic piece about Ayin Toiv. What is Ayin Toiv? It's based on a pasuk in Mishlei Toiv Ayin Hu Yivarech. The one who has a good eye, he can give brachas. So Avram Avinu was was emerging as a Toiv Ayin, not just a Baal Chesed. He was emerging as a toiv ayin because he put himself in the in the guise of a Baruch Hu. He saw the halachta b'drachal coming out emanating from him, and that's where he vayar vayisa vayar. He saw those three people. Elias didn't see them; they weren't there. Obviously, they were malachim. <laughs> they only came to guy when Akharish Baruch Hu, uh, wished them to to become. They were coming as malachim. And Elias wouldn't have seen them coming or going. Avram Avinu would have, would have, he saw Malachim, that's, the, that's no, no big deal. You know, Rebel Yoman, who was very close to Rebbein Kanievsky, so he, he asked him, who has Ruch HaKodesh nowadays? So he said, uh, I think Rebbein Leibsteimer, that's what Rebbein said. Okay, <coughs> fine. So he asked him, um, so he asked him, well, how about no one else? He says, the, the Rav doesn't see the Rav Chaim, you don't have Ruach HaKadosh? He said, no, Ruch, no, I don't have Ruach HaKadosh. <laughs> okay, so he said, but, but the Rav tells me that 
he, at, at the bris, when he's a sandik, he sees Elio Anavi. There's a Pahim said, told him, he sees a Pahim. He says, what, to see Elio Anavi at a bris, that's a big deal? Everybody, anybody could see Elio Anavi at a bris. He's there, he comes. He's right there. This is Reb Chaim told the Rebbe So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is what he wanted to be mighted to, that he, but he wouldn't be mighted to that he has a Ruch HaKadosh. But, but, you know, Avram Avinu, you know, wouldn't have seen these, they would, he would have seen these Malachim, because Malachim were in and out of his house. No big, no biggie, no big deal. But, Toiv <clears throat> Ayin means that you want it, you become a piece of what you want to see. You know, we see what we want to see very often. Right. And the eye plays tricks on us. Just like when you look at something you see, is it your eye sees, is it far away, is it close? Is it this color, is it that color? Everything is part of the vision. Part of the vision that is what you see. What opportunity you see in what you see. Right? Avram Avinu was a toiv eye. He was emerging here as a toiv eye and he wanted to be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And therefore Kaddish Baruch Hu gave him this opportunity. There they are. In, in the guise of people, you can makayim the mitzvah Archim. Here it is. I've created it for you. Didn't exist. It's not real. You know, these were malachim. You know, the question becomes, you know, he gave them tongue and butter. That's possible. How did, he, how did they eat that? So the Gemara and Shabbos, when it talks about when Moshe Benu was getting the Torah, so he says, that was one of the things that he told him. He says, Malachim, you're arguing that Moshe Rabbeinu shouldn't get the Torah? He says, you, you went, you ate Basa Bacholov when you went to, to Avram Avinu. You know, was it, were they really eating? Were they not really eating? And I think this is what, you know, the Rambam in Meir Nevuchim says, is this whole story was really a dream. He says, this whole story with the Malachim was a vision. So then, that's not how it's taught in the school. We don't say, you know, we were taught it as a real story. The reason is because that's not important. Okay, the Rambam and Mer Nevuchim, you know, who says everybody's supposed to learn Mer Nevuchim anyways? Uh, our Kabbalah is that very few people are supposed to read Mer Nevuchim really? anyway, guide to perplexed. Most people become perplexed when they read it, right? <laughs> that's the, it's not so partial. There are many others for to read of the Rambam. <clears throat> guide to perplex is not on top of the list. It's very interesting, but it's it's... It wasn't written for everybody, mm-hmm. but but the, the, we read it in the Torah because that's us. Mm-hmm. We can want, we can desire, we can. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what Rabbi Matzio Salman brings that you know that that um, this is the eye and toiv is toiv eye and become a good eye. Now this is something you have to work on. When we, when we say, he brings from, from Rabbi Isaac Sher, who was the altar of Slavokas, son-in-law, he says, if it says, have a mitalmido shel Avram Avinu, means it's not natural. You've got to earn it. You've got to work it. You've got to be a Talmud. Becoming a Talmud is not so posh. I've got to go to Sheer. I've got to say, I don't understand what he's talking about. Then I've got to review it, and I've got to review it again. I've got to understand his language, how he talks, and what he means to say, what is the main... You know, have a mitalmid of shel Avram Avinu means work it. 
That's why it doesn't say, just do like, like Avram Avinu did. It's not mimicking. It's not parroting what he did and what he said. Have him in Talmidav, work on it. Toiva, ayin toiva. Become an ayin toiva. It's not so simple. It's easier said than done. These three things are become ruach nemucha, become humble. Really humble, not fake humble when, only, when people are watching. <laughs> you know, or, or when it's convenient for you. Or when I'm in a good mood. Nefeshvela, become a hum. What, what's the difference between these? They're, they're different madregas of things that need work, need a lifetime of work. And Avram Avinu was ready for it now at 100 years old, after Brismila, after his name change. We, we have to become Talmid of Shal Avram Avinu, because if not, we could become Talmid of Shal Bilam. That's without working, just a gift here. You got a little bit of prophecy. You, you're, you're a bilam. You're in the dirt. You're in the mud. You act like an animal. <clears throat> so that's what Avram Avinu, when he was, when he was stressing about this, he was stressing because he realized that now he had a new opportunity to be a volachta bedrachav. And this is what Avram Avinu is trying to impart upon us, with this Parsha, this Parsha which really has the culmination of the ten tests that Avram Avinu said. And we see the Mishnah of us says about the beginning of Perak Hay, says, Asara Nisim, ten tests, Nisnasa Avram Avinu. First time it's called, he's called Avinu. Because this is what he's imparting to us. The other ones it says ten generations from Avram to Noyach, or from Noyach to Avram, and then from uh, from you know from Avram onward it was, but it doesn't call him Avinu. Here it calls him Avram Avinu was tested with ten tests. The Omad Bekulam. After last week's shir, I had a diuk that I've shared with people, and they they they, they can't get enough of it. The Omad Bekulam. It doesn't say the Hitzliach Bekulam that he aced them all. That's how we read it. He aced them all. Hundred, 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 hundred. You know, I hate those uh, the, the kids who get hundreds and everything. Right? You come to the, you come to the, uh, to the parent-teacher conference and says, oh, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, look at your son. Takes out his roll book. Hundreds, 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 hundreds. So the Tolan Rebbe used to say, he says, I said, Rabbi, I know he gets a hundred. He was born with a good brain. But tell me, is he nice to his friends? Tell me, does he help a weaker boy with his homework? Or is he the kid that sticks his foot out and trips the fat kid in the class? Is he the kid that spritzes when he washes for bread? He spritzes the, 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 the you know, guy who looks like a, a geek. <laughs> Parisas, does he bring in the guy who's not the best in basketball in the game? And the Tolan Rebbe said 99.9% of the teachers will say, I don't know. He says, Rebbe, my dear Rebbe, next time I come, that's what I want to know. This is what I'm trying to raise, not an animal, but a human being, or a Ben Torah. Mm-hmm. A Ben Avram Avinu, who wants to be not just get hundreds on his test. God blessed him with a good memory, with a good mind. Big deal. Whoopee. Wonderful. But what am I raising? 
So it doesn't say Avram Avinu hit sliach and he aced them all. It says Omad Bekulam. What does Omad Bekulam mean? What does the word Omad mean? He stood up. Yeah, he survived, stood up. So it, re- it reminded me of, of what Mesil Sishorim writes in, in the f- end of the first parak of Mesil Sishorim, where he writes, What's the duties of a person? The first parak of, 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 right. of, of, of Mesil Sishorim, we've all gotten that far in Mesil Sishorim, right? What's, what's a person's duty? So he says, This is Mesil Sishorim. Three things. Kayim mitzvahs, v'lavoid, and to serve Hashem, v'lamoid b'nisoyen, to stand up to tests. Doesn't mean you have to pass them all. Stand up, accept that the world has tests. God gives each one of us tests. Test means I'm going to push you to your limit and then a little bit beyond. You might fall the first ten times. You might not be the, the, that person. I'm going to give you some extra money. I'm going to give you some extra wisdom. Are you going to share it with someone who doesn't have money or wisdom or whatever? Or are you going to, maybe the first ten times you'll say, no, nah, I'm sorry, I don't have any, any anything for you. But the eleventh time, maybe you'll mature like Avraham Avinu matured in this week's Barsha. And he says, I want to be just like you. Wait here. I'm going to run to my guests. And Akash Baruch was clapping and said, wow, he gets it. I gave him the opportunity. I set him up. He hit a home run. It happens, but it doesn't always happen. For Omar Bakula means that Avram Avinu embraced the system of Nisiyanus, the system of tests that the world is built on, that we're constantly being given tests, big ones, small ones, medium-sized ones, you know, convenient ones, enjoyable ones. Some of them are enjoyable. You meet a, a guy who wants some stock. Uh, it's the most fantastic. I found him. I met a, a nice rabbi or a nice fellow who's. I didn't know people do this. People do this chesed in the world. There, someone who's doing this. And I, I, it's unbelievable. And we all met people like that. They're the most lovely people. And you become friendly with them. And, and you visit them when you go to Israel. You, you know. And, and it's kishmak. It's kishmak. That's an easy test. And I'll write him a check, of course. I mean, you know, it's a low, but that's a gishma, but some tests are harder, and you'll fail. But I accept that I have tests, and Kosh talking to me. He's stretching me, he wants me to do a little exercise, right? Have me talmido Ramavinu, in what way? That you're, Omad Bakulin, you embrace the system of testing. Right, Friedman, the Ramchal saying, serve me, that's the Midos? The mitzvahs is... Uh, it doesn't explain what it is exactly, mm-hmm. but it's... Could it be midos? Could it be, could could be midos? Yeah. It could be... It's yeah. like it's the all-inclusive... Yeah, it's not mitzvahs and it's not nisyonis. What What is it? It's, it? I don't know. It's it's a little bit uh, vague. Mm-hmm. So... And so, so it's the concept of um, the derech eretz before the Torah? Right. Oh, very good. Derech eretz karmel Torah. And it's the, it's the... It's the... It's really the... The... The mission statement of every single Rebbe, every single parent, mm-hmm. when we're raising children, mm-hmm. as the Mishnah Ova says, mm-hmm. it says, um, in the, when the, right in the beginning of Pirkei Ova, it says, mm-hmm. Vehemidu Talmidim Harbe. Mm-hmm. 
what does that mean? So Rev used to say, Hamidu Tamidim Harba means make them stand on their own two feet. Don't have Tamidim that they have to call you every time they want to buy a gallon of milk. Should I buy red milk or should I blue milk? What did the rabbi say? Rabbi said, Who? Hello, you can think for yourself. Hamidu means stand them on their own two feet. But Hamidu means also they should understand that it's a challenge. You're going through a challenge. And we're going to embrace it. We're going to surround ourselves with good friends and good, good, uh, good people and with Torah and with, in a good environment. And I'm going to embrace this nisoyan, this challenge of life. And I'm going to do my best. I might not do what's the best. And that's not important. But if I accept it and I embrace it, then I, that is the success. The success is embra- the embracing of it. And this is what, Av- what, Av- what Avram Avinu specifically over all the Avais. Yaakov Avinu, of course, was the Av. He had a big family. And we learn from there, you know, how you can do it all with a family. Avram Avinu gives us this constant, ongoing encouragement that life is just a series of tests. It's a series of tests. Some are easier, uninterrupted. And the, the battle line, you know, the, like the, of Dessler says, you know, the kudus ha-bechira changes. The battle line changes as we gain more ground. You know, then the battlefield is maybe more intense as, as we retreat. Sometimes we fail. It'll be easier. And we're, we start again. You know, you fall down a couple steps, then you go back. But Avram Avinu taught us. He didn't pass all his tests. Until I, was, I, I found this, uh, that, you know, that it says last week's parasha, Lech lecha me'artzecha, leave your home, your family, your... Hello, Kashbrok told him, leave your family behind. We schlep in light with you. We got another seat in the, in the minivan. What are you taking light for you? He felt bad because his father died because he jumped into the furnace after Avram Avinu. So what? Is that your business? I told you leave Lech Lecha from your family. Leave everybody behind. You're leaving your old father behind. You didn't take him with you and put him in a nursing home in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, right? Assisted living. Leave him behind. Look how much trouble he caused you, Light. You had to separate from him anyways. As Rashi brings, last week's parsha, he parted, that Hashem spoke to him after Lot left, separated. Says Rashi, until that Rashi got out of his house, HaKosh refused to talk to him. How many times did Avram even miss all that opportunity could this could have happened? Who knows? Tens of years early. Who knows? So did he pass the first test? He failed it. Seems he failed it. And then the next test by, 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 that he came to Eretz he left Eretz to go to Mitzrayim because by Rav Baritz is a hunger. Says the Ramban. You won't believe it if I if I tell it to you. The Ramban says in Parshas Lech Lecha. On that pasuk, it says, "Veda ki Avram Avinu chata chet gadol bishgaga." Wow. He sinned a great sin unintentionally. 
by leaving Eretz Yisrael. Shehevi ishtoy atzadekes b'michshol ovoin mipnei pachtoi pen yargeu. He took his wife and gave it to Paroi. Paroi is an animal. And his people are animal. Gave your wife, says you to be my sister. How could you to come in and, and make them all un- incapable of, uh, of doing anything to her? And the Medrash goes on that, that he, a whole night he was, he was after her. And the Malach came and smacked him. Smacked him back to, to his bed. A whole night. Beautiful woman. They never saw a white woman. They never saw someone like that. He put his wife in danger in order to save himself. And he says, God, you see us in Haaretz? I sent you go go there to Israel. I'm going to bless you there. You went there because of hunger? You didn't have Cheerios? Avonashachotakiyalokimbarovyiftenimabazakashbrook can save you from, from hunger. So you're a little hungry. So he says, you should have had bitochen in Hashem. He'll save him. In the, in the hunger, he'll save him. That's why we, that's one of the reasons, he says, why we were given Golos Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, millions of Jews died. We were suffered for hundreds of years. We have to eat matzah seven days a year. <laughs> All right. Still pain. Maybe, yeah. So he didn't, the second test, he didn't, he didn't, so what's the Omad Bekulam? Must be Omad Bekulam. And there's many other rayas and other tests. It's not that he aced them, but that he accepted, he embraced it. I'm going to grow from this. You're right, you taught me a good lesson, Hashem. Thank you. I want to, I want to reach high. I'm, I'm going to, I'll do better next time. But I know you're talking to me. I know you're challenging me. You want to beat out from me, you know, whatever it is needs to be improved. Ultimately, you gave me a new name and, uh, and a brismila, and, and then I'm soaring. Akashbo was ready to sit down with me, right? And to change the world, Malachim now look like people, and, and Avram Avinu didn't even know, are they, are they Malachim or not Malachim? But he treated them like people. They're there in front of me. That's, that was Valach the Bedracha functioning. That's what he inherited to us. That we can also embrace life with a, in a positive, uh, fruitful way. The key, so the Ramban saying that he, by leaving her to throw and giving his wife over to save his skin, those are both separate mistakes? Yes. Those, the, yeah, those were the mistakes that he had. Um, but he grew from them. And that's all that matters. That's Vlamur bin Asayan. That's doing your thing. It doesn't say you have to pass them all at any one time. And we're not ready. This is the danger when we read books of Gedolim. We read about Gedolim when they were 95 years old, when 85 years old, and they, and they had a background of that they were in Siberia for five years. And all of a sudden, yeah, they're, they're tzaddikim and they could fast every Monday and Thursday and everything. Hello, you're not them. You're not them. We have, we have to know who we are. We learn from them, extrapolate that Avram Avinu, he's constantly teaching us. Mm-hmm. And this is what the, the Rambam, there's a sefer called, uh, I've mentioned before, called Toymer Devoira. Mm-hmm. Rabatzio has a commentary on that as well. And he, and he, he asks a basic question 
Right in the beginning, in his introduction, he says, Ha'odam ro'i It's befitting that a person should emulate HaKosh Baruch Hu. He says, em- it's befitting? It's an obligation. <laughs> what do you mean it's befitting? It's one of the 613. It's befitting you put on tefillin every day. Mm-hmm. It's befitting. Get him by, take out your arm, put on the tefillin, wrap your tefillin. <laughs> it's befitting to keep Shabbos. It's not befitting. Go cook some chicken and, and buy some challahs and keep Shabbos. What does it mean? It's befitting we should be doing it. He says, and not only that, I, 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 I see here that he says it four times in that little paragraph. Hadam roishi is dam lekoinoi. Lefichach, roishi is dam el puloisov. Then he says it again. Imkain roishi timtzeno yudgim. We have to find the good there. It's befitting. I'm going to explain to you what are these three things. Four times in this little paragraph. What is he saying? So Matasio wants to suggest that what he means is that based on a Rambam in Hilchas Deus, that the Rambam in Hilchas Deus, when he talks about Balachta Bedrochov, at the end of the parak, he puts in Pasuk from our Parsha that, that when Avram Avinu, when this, after this episode with the three angels, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is now leaving, telling him Allah are bidding goodbye. So it says, V'Hashem Omar. Look at the, look at the Pasuk. So the Malachim tell him, you know, you're going to have a son. The next time this year, you're going to have a son. And, and, and Sarah laughed. And okay, that whole, right after that, and bottom of page 80, Yud Zayin, Pasek Yud Zayin. Vashem Omar. Who's Hashem talking to? Who's Hashem talking to? And Hashem said, to who? Hamachasanim Avram, am I going to conceal from Avram what I will do? I'm now sending this malachim to destroy Sodom. Who was he saying? Who was he saying it to? He was saying it to, not, not only to himself, but to the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that lies within Avram Avinu. This Avram Avinu that now represents and reflects HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so much so that, like we saw in the beginning of the Parsha, I'm speaking to that higher self of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's in Avram Avinu. I can't conceal from him. Says the Chassam Soifer, what's the discussion here? Either Avram Avinu is a prophet and he should get the vision, or he's not a prophet, and tough luck. I mean, it's like, you don't get it. Says Chassam Soifer, why doesn't Avram Avinu, why isn't Avram Avinu on the level of a Navi that would know that Malachim are now going to destroy stone? You know why? Because he's teaching olive base to uh, 10,000 people. He's giving, he's making meals, he's running after Arabs to bring them into his house, washing their feet, and, and, and bringing them water and food. He's representing you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he's showing his desire to be godly in so many other ways. He didn't get to the, to get, become a PhD in Nevoah. Oh, he's trying to be like me, giving him his PhD in Nevoah. I'll give him what he would have gotten on his own had he had the time what he would have done if he wasn't stressing about having guests because he wanted to be like a Baruch Hu, 
he would have learned the, the laws of Navu and become the greatest Navi, like Moshe Rabbeinu. But he didn't. He was exercising, become, creating the, the DNA of Halachta Bedrochov, the constant desire of Bakoshas Orchim, of of Halachta Bedrochov, wanting and, and realizing that I can do it. Not today, maybe tomorrow. I can pass my tests and I'll embrace it because. So I shouldn't give him the prophecy. So therefore, Akash gave it to him. And through that, he became even greater. He pleaded for stone, these evil people. He pleaded for them. Maybe there's 50 tzaddikim. Maybe you could find some good within them. They'll be better. They'll, they'll learn from the 50 tzaddikim. Rabbi Wine, though, he says, the stone wasn't destroyed because they were evil. It was destroyed because there weren't enough good people. When they have enough good people, the evil people get lifted up over time. Not today or tomorrow. That's what Mavrami was pleading. If they're dead, they're dead. If they're alive, they can still grow. That's ayin toiva. Isn't that toiva's ayin? <laughs> I see the good, potential good, because they're human beings. They're not animals. One, time, one day, I'll, they're acting like animals. But one day, I'll teach them to be human beings. This is what Avram says the Rambam, that Volachta Bedrochav was established by Avram Avinu. So Matasio asks what does that add to the Rambam? It's a mitzvah in the Torah of Allah the Bedrachav. No, Avram Avinu put into the DNA the pursuit of that. We're not created as godly. We have the potential to become godly. And he, Avram Avinu put into the DNA of the human being the Allah the Bedrachav, the constant pursuit. You know, we always have the, the, one of the three uh, things, pursuit of happiness. People are pursuing their whole life happiness. We're pursuing godliness our whole life. Right. Will we reach what, you know, the Kivager did or the Balshemtov? No, but we'll be, hopefully we'll be the best ourselves or better than we would have been without knowing that we have that. That's what the Timer Dvar is saying. We are roi shiizdame. Where you get, I don't know. But the pursuit of it, that's what Avram Avinu gave us. And this is what we read about Avram Avinu every single day. And this is what I think what we say in the davening. Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Yaakov. Yochum maybe you'll, you'll, you'll end off the bracha with all of them. It's, it's the bracha of Avis. No, Only you, Avram Avinu. Rashi says, that's what we say, Mogain Avraham. Not Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov. Because Avram is that constant teacher that we should know what we're pursuing and that we can't pursue. He gave the mitzvah as an active, constant mitzvah. I'm constantly creating, creating opportunity. You never are finished. Can't just do it. It doesn't stop. No retirement. It never stops. It never, ever stops. And this is the most uh, delightful um, opportunity that we all have as human beings. And this is what the Mesil Seshom is built on. That Torah, which is really what this is, what Torah is. I always said that, you know, it says it's built on the ladder. You know, Torah may veal de zahirus. But then there's no parak on Torah. It's an old question. Rafutner asked the question. So the answer to that is the first parak of Machoy Vas Oilam Odom Ba'ilamoy. 
what the person's obligation, that is what Torah is supposed to tell us. Torah is not just a book of laws. Or else it could have started from We read from the Avais from Gracious to know that HaKadosh is talking to us. He's talking, what is your obligation? What is my obligation? What is the other guy's obligation? We all have something that we, that's the Holachta Bidrachav. And this is what the, the, the Seal Shalom says, Torah Meviya, it will bring you to the next level. And that's where we're... we're What's your witness question? That there's no... There's no parak on Torah. In the Mesil Susharim. About Torah. About Torah, yeah. Yes, it's all about... Yeah. So, the, and this is, this is what we find in the, in the Akedah. The, the, there's so many lessons in the Akedah, which was also defined as Lech Lecha. It's the second time a Kajbo told Lech Lecha. But here, Avram Vita heard it very differently. He didn't take light. He, was, he took Eliezer and Yishmael and Yitzchak. Mm-hmm. He saw the place and he, and he knew that that place is only for Yitzchak because he asked Yitzchak, the Medrash says, what do you see? And he says, oh, I see a cloud over a mountain. And he asked Yishmael, what do you see? And he said, Dad, I see, I see a sunny day. He says, you stay here with the donkey. You're a wonderful guy. You're my son. Mm-hmm. I love you. But this is not the mission for you. This is not your test. So now he got it. He didn't take a lot. He didn't take anybody else. Only Yitzchak. Because he knew Yitzchak was the, the one that was going to think. But at the same time, not that he didn't love Yishmoel, he didn't love Eliezer, didn't trust them, but different. They're different strokes for different folks. They're different tests. You can't... You know, a teacher teaches a classroom. It's, he has 20 individuals. It's very hard in this institution to do that. We have tests and we grade everybody up based on the same test. It's, it's wrong. It's not right. Life is not like that. You can't te- grade everybody on the same test. This one's ready for this. It's like a child. You can't expect your baby to be where your college son or daughter is. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, this is what this is what the Rebbeinu Shalom, what Avram Avinu finally understood in the tenth test. He saw that there's a higher Avram that is now addressing Yitzchak. Right? He had a love for for Yishmoel. How do we know that? Because when he said, "When Kashbot take take your son, the one you love," so Rashi brings the Medrash. He says, "I have two sons." Asher Ahavta, I love them both. What is he? Is he playing with God? You know, you love them both? You can't fool God. So it must be the answer is, yeah, yeah, he loved them both. He loved Yishmoel. But Akash Bosh says, yeah, we're not talking about that love. You're a father and you want it, but each one has a different function. Now is the time to separate the men from the boys. Yitzchak has... You take that love for him and now you take it to the next level. You got to do this test with him. Yishmoel, and the, but, wrote, but Yishmoel surely felt the love. As uh, There's a beautiful story here from that uh, Rabbi Trank says uh, in the name of Rav Pincus. You know, he says, Avada, he loved him. He wasn't fooling God. You can't fool God. He loved him. And that's why the Pesach says at the end of, of life, it says Yishmoel did tshuva. Says, says Rabbi Trank, 
in the art scroll book, Rabbi Trang, it's a beautiful book, just love them. The answer, he says, Rabbi Trang, he says, that's it. he loved them both equally. He saw the good side of Yishmael just as he saw the good side of Yitzchak. He saw the potential in Yishmael. And that's why, he says, Rashi says that he, Yishmael did tshuva. Of course he did tshuva. His father loved him and his father believed in him. He had where to come back to. That's tshuva. And Yishmael, he knew, but not Yitzchak. Now we're talking about what you have to give to Yitzchak. That's, that's not Eliezer, it's not Yishmael. <laughs> leave, them, leave them behind. And now you're focusing on this relationship, this what you have to give Yitzchak. And his test, it was a test for Yitzchak, it was a test for Avram Avinu, right? We mentioned in our Tfilas and Rosh Hashanah both sides of that coin. This is, this is what, for all my Bekulam, he stood up for all the tests, he embraced it, and that's the accomplishment. That is, that is winning. He aced the tests in the sense that he accepted them all, not that he passed them all the first time. And that, I think, is a very important lesson that Avramavina teaches yeah. us that we have to take with us every single day. Okay. Sorry. Amen. Oh,